Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Hi. Welcome to Feel This. Hi, Jess. Hi, Frank. It's good to see you today. You too. It's nice to be here. Yeah. We'll start with our short grounding meditation to start the podcast to prime our ears to be listening to our internal experience. So starting with bringing our attention away from the outside world and directing it towards our inner experience of being. where we sense and feel what it's like to be conscious and alive here in the moment. Can start by noticing our breath. Can also notice different thoughts that will pop up and emerge into your consciousness. We're going to keep our awareness focused on our senses, the pure experience of our senses, noticing the experience of hearing. You're hearing the sound of my voice right now. You will also be noticing sounds in the background of where you are. Noticing the pure experience of those sounds. One way to expand, deepen into our experience of hearing, can really focus on the beginning of sounds or the middle portion of any sound, the end of any sound. Allow your awareness to rest in the space in between the sounds, in between, say, the words that I am saying right now. Noticing how the quality of your experience changes simply by where you consciously intend for your awareness to reside or move towards. Go into this slightly more present, inner focused, aware space. First, maybe just noticing the quality of that. The quality of this experience of paying attention to your 
your own consciousness, your own experience of being. Notice how the quality of your presence has shifted from before you engaged with this when your attention and your consciousness was probably outwardly focused. And notice that also here is the great staging ground for a relationship with yourself. This more quiet, inwardly focused inner listening, this is the ground for having a good conversation. If you were going to connect with a good friend, you might find it easier to develop some intimacy or understanding between the two of you if you had a nice, quiet, comfortable environment for that dialogue, for that conversation, as opposed to driving in a car at 90 miles an hour or being at a rock concert where there's so much stimulation. So part of this practice of bringing our awareness inside to our experience of being, slowing down, connecting to our experience of our senses, it also provides this beautiful conversation area, a good place for us to really listen inside ourselves and to receive ourselves and to relate to ourselves with a sense of kindness and care. So into this living room, sitting room where it's, it's a little bit more, the lights are a little softer, Maybe it's a little quieter. It's a good place to ask inside yourself what in you maybe hasn't been getting as much attention, something inside you that might like to be heard. Maybe that's a desire or a want. Maybe there's a pain or a frustration or a fear. A voice inside that might not have been able to get enough light. Maybe in all the busyness of life, be a voice in there that its voice is a little bit more quiet, maybe. What's important here is not hearing something momentous or, and it's really important not to try and manufacture anything here. It's really more important is the quality of the presence of your listening inside. Maybe like one might listen to a river soft stream or the sounds of a forest. 
Whereas if you sit and listen, amazing things can subtly emerge. Patterns. Feelings. And what's another important practice that I don't think I've ever really heard specifically demonstrated, but it's something we do in internal family systems quite often, which is an inner validation. And specifically, as we're hearing our inner experience, to take a moment to really Validated simply through words. This could be as simple as if you sense a feeling inside you, like sadness or fear, even if you don't know why, what that's from, what's causing it. It doesn't matter. I mean, that we can get into that, but it's important is noticing what you're feeling in any particular moment, this moment. And as you hear it, sense it, receive it, simply the act of feeding back, you feel sad or I feel sad. If you feel comfortable talking to your parts, you could say, you, you're feeling sad. I hear you. You're feeling sad. You're feeling stressed. You're feeling worried. You're feeling angry. And this act of inner validation, it becomes very grounding. showing up for yourself in a way of really receiving yourself, really holding, containing what's alive in you. And, and this is a practice. This is not something that you can do and get right. And okay, when you're feeling a certain way, just do this practice and it'll make it go away or make it better. And it's, it's not as practical in that sense it's not as tool-y tool-ish in that sense but it is a practice when we do this and the more we practice it the more our minds become facile at this practice the more ease the more sense of inner comfort there is with all of the ups and downs and vacillations that happen in in our world, in our life, inner and outer life. Whatever is arising for you, taking this moment to acknowledge it within yourself. Here we are. Hi, Jess. So first off, in the business side of things, I had a cold last week, and so I might try talking a little less today, although I may want to talk more, but we'll see how I've got four different forms of liquid beside me for my throat to get through this. I really enjoyed the meditation and... I am entering into the period of the year 
where I can get a little stuck as anybody who's listened to the podcast for a while knows January and especially February can be rough on my system. And I've gained some great insights over the last two or three years. And what was coming to me during their meditation was how hard it is for some parts of me, how scary it is for some parts of me to, what is the phrase, like be a, a human being and not a human doing, to just let things slow down and to be present, allowing things to happen at their own pace. And so I was validating and listening to and, and reflecting back to that part of me that is just so scared of slowing down. And I think this time of year, the natural pace of winter is to become more internal and a little bit slower. I'm taking a, a class for this, the month of January called Winter Energetics, and it's working with the energy in your body to to be in more reception and, and openness and I'm really enjoying it. And I guess, I guess what I would say is I can feel myself being with this part, at least in the last couple of days, rather than being blended with it. So that's, that's the journey I'm on right now. And in that I'm aware that this part is Every time I slow down, it gets this feeling of something's wrong, something's missing, there's something to criticize, and just learning to be able to stand that feeling. Sometimes we, we call it like the fussy baby feeling. It's a little bit of that, like just it doesn't feel right. So learning to be with that. And I had some kind of lingering questions or things that still seemed interesting to me from our last couple of episodes that I could bring back. Should I name them now or do you want to check in sure. first? No, name them now. That sounds exciting. Okay. So one is noticing some parts around the idea of you doing the low dose ketamine, some questions my system still has, and some other parts that I hadn't been aware of the first time we talked about it. Mm. And then from our last two episodes, I was still having this lingering interest to understand your perspective on meaning making. Like I had these parts come up that needed my attention when the subject was introduced last week. And I feel like spent some time with them. And then my system was like, oh, we need to go back to Frank now because we really want to we really want to understand where he's coming from because we my parts have the sense that there's some new things there or things that maybe we don't even know about you or or about the concept. So that's that's me. I'm glad to be here. I have some choice path in the moment. One is to go into me chat realm, which I feel an inner, a little bit of an inner sense of reluctance to go towards. I noticed when I was coming in, there is some hesitation to talk about the me chat realm 
and part because it almost certainly involves other people in my life. And it always feels a little unclear to me about the boundary lines around privacy, even though I am totally comfortable not having a sense of me blaming or making anything about someone else. Nevertheless, it still just involves the realm of people and other people. There's a hesitation. Also, the, the feelings around that are maybe similar to the winter season of feeling there's a there's some what we call stress. I noticed that. And it's not stress. I don't it's hard to let's spend a little time to define what stress is, because most of the time I don't identify with feeling stress that doesn't feel like. But if I step back and look at the content of what I'm experiencing, it could line up with that. So to put some detail on that, I have this construction project that I've been going for the last several months now, I don't know how many, and the contractor has fallen very ill. And that's been an on and off thing as he's been on this project. And I am in a difficult position around that in terms of make what choices do I make? How do I handle that in terms of either finding someone else to finish the project, accepting the financial loss involved in that? I know this particular person will want to finish everything, but he also will work himself till he will drop. And so there's a point where I have to make a decision about what I want to do. And even, even if someone else is willing to do something. So there's in that place, there are decisions as I imagine this future, but cause it's not here now, there's nothing here in this moment. So, for one, it's something in the near future that in my mind. And as I project into that near future, there are decisions. And each of those decision paths, my mind, my parts play out and say, oh, if I do this, then this might happen. I might feel that. And basically all the paths are a little tricky. They bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings. And there's a lot of fear to move towards that. And there's, because of that, there is a want for the situation to resolve. I want to hit the red button. My body wants, rather than go through these difficult decisions where I'd have to make a, some type of choice that something in my body's like, ooh, pulling back from. If this all would work out, if the contractor were healthy and he would get the job finished and if I hit the red button and make that work, I wouldn't have to deal with these pathways. It would be a way for my system to avoid what's there. Now, as I am aware of that, I don't see myself as stressed about 
the situation. I see myself. I don't feel like I'm worried about it. I don't, my me, the identity of me, the Frank doesn't feel, I wouldn't say to you just I'm stressed about that. But I am aware there's a lot of uncomfortable feelings and there's a lot of, I don't want, there are decisions that my system, my nervous system is like clenching up around having to make these decisions. And it's coming up in this area. It's also coming up in relationship to my father and a lawyer and guardianship with my brother. And it's the same sort of pattern. There are decisions I don't want to have to make emotionally. And I hope that, that my body is wanting life to go in a certain way so I don't have to make those decisions that bring up fear, shame, and discomfort in my nervous system. And that's, yeah, that, that's the baseline. I have these, these kind of two streams of energy and yeah, it, I'll, I'll stop there. Cause I'm saying a lot, well, I'll stop there about the me check. Cause it sort of opens up into a really deep cavern around it, which one of that I'm interested in. And the more I'm speaking to it, the more I'm becoming a little like, oh, really interested and also interested at how in this podcast space, the metal level of being aware of what this is and trying to express it feels really enlivening and deepening. So that feels really good in this moment. So that's all the me chat realm. And then I was very excited about the way I had basically forgotten about the ketamine conversation until you brought it back like oh yeah and the the last piece about meaning making and that that felt exciting that felt exciting and also it brought forward some anxiousness because i don't feel as facile and comfortable talking about meaning making it's something i'm exploring and i have a sense of but i i don't have i don't feel in any way crystal clear on that in the same way that I feel very clear on other things that I talk about and share and teach and et cetera. This, this feels more something my parts are playing with that feels good and it feels important and meaningful, but they perceive they could get caught in some sort of corner where they can't explain themselves out of. <laughs> and there's some hesitation to go down into that realm. So I noticed both excitement and and apprehension around that piece. So I'll stop there and see how you're processing all that. Yeah. I'm aware that my mind is responding to some of the pieces of content that you shared. And another part of me is wanting to turn toward more specifically and explicitly the here and now. And I guess just to say with the here and now, it's interesting. I'm feeling a sense of warmth and connection. And I'm also feeling, I guess what I would name as that winter energy, which is like a feeling of 
almost as if I'm a hermit and you're a hermit and we're meeting for tea, as if I'm breaking my own retreat of wintertime. I'm in this retreat space of doing my own thing and self-reflecting and things are quiet and, and self-led. And now I'm coming into this space. And so there's something about it that feels, it's like part of me isn't fully here. It feels temporary. It feels like an anomaly a little. So mm -hmm. I'm aware that that's, and I don't know if I'm naming it exactly right, but it feels like it has an effect on my sense of maybe connection, maybe investment or full presence. And I feel some sadness about that. Maybe a little, little tiny bit of judgment, like it should be different, but not a lot. So turning toward the content, I felt a lot of resonance with the conundrum of me chat involving other people and how to navigate that, how to walk our path, but respect the boundaries or the what wishes of others, or even just to imagine what those might be and to be respectful of others. I got real interested in this place you were naming as I heard it, where decisions needed to be made on your end, specifically one way or the other. And how uncomfortable that was, is for you. And it made me think of that thing we've talked about before, the yang energy, the yang energy, the like the doing energy. And I have a lot of hesitancy around that. Like it made, when, when it comes up in my life, when there's like, especially if it's like I have to have an interaction with someone, there's something in me that wants to back way up gather my resources. And I'm, I'm guessing that our concerns and the things we might be afraid of might be really different, but I still resonated with that feeling of some sense of confrontation or that if I make a decision, I have to choose somehow between what's right for me or what's right for them or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I could respond to each thing. I'll just I'm afraid I'm just going to be piling things onto things. So I'll, I'll pause there and see what's coming up for you. Yeah. Mm. I was appreciating you pausing. I was having a sense of the content really feeling big and like a lot of energy. And when you said, I want to stay more in the here and now and attend to that, there was a, yeah, something in me resonated, wanted to move towards that and stay, therefore, move towards the we and the now. And I was, and then there was more of a curiosity of what happens in the we and in the, in, in the now when we're both consciously putting our attention there together. And while everything I said about my me chat, about the contractor and things that my father felt alive and important, it felt different to focus the light there. It felt good and some parts of me want that and want to approach that at a meta level, I call it that, 
the way we approach it here, being conscious of it, being conscious of the feelings as they arise and speaking to that. But not wanting to lose a sense of maybe awe, mystery at what's possible in the, in the we space. And with that, a sense too of the importance of brevity too, for the back and forth. And, and so for me, it's very easy to want to keep going on, but I'll, I'll just finish there and see how that lands on you. I can feel in the back and forth of me naming the here and now and you naming the we space. I can, and, and that word, you said something about the mystery. I can feel its presence here. And I'm aware that in feeling into that by its very nature, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the content is going to be. And the concern is that I'm going to go into a space that is less verbal. And then this is something I think is always present for me here in the podcast or probably in any conversation of allowing myself to go into that space feels somehow like going away from line linearity. That's probably not a word, but you know, a linear, straightforward, logical, explainable space. I know for myself that when I go toward that, there's a certain amount of, I have to let go of this other more logical space and how in the heck do you make a podcast? And it's funny to be asking that question still two years or so into this, but because of my willingness to be more aligned with this winter energy, this more quiet internal energy, there's a part of me that's like, why not? You know, like, why not see what happens if I allow myself to slow down and to not be always trying to figure out what's coming or how it's going to be received or how to explain it more clearly. So that's what I'm noticing coming up inside myself now. Yeah, I feel a growing sense of aliveness as I'm tuning in really to what you're saying and and what's happening inside myself. And your curiosity about the things you were naming, the sense of logic, the logical. I was getting this sense of the aspect of you that, as you were saying, is trying to predict what's coming next, have an answer, have a new have that and I like the way you put it around causality like this this thought leads to this thought and you could explain it and put everything in these little boxes and the rational minds fear the parts of us that are more managerial you can say it that way that fear of letting go totally into the unknown so 
ever present. I noticed that even as you named it, I was touching into it in myself. Just this subtle hint of anxiousness of, oh, if I don't know what I'm going to say and have it prepared and then I can't control and I don't know what's what's in there. That subtle anxiety, fear showing up in me, really welcoming that right now. Yeah, I have this inner voice saying, it's okay. I'll close my eyes and focus on my belly and my breathing. And there's a knowing of that fear or anxiety living, residing in and around the belly. And there's a calming, welcoming voice. It's like, it's okay. It's okay for you to be here like this. It's okay for whatever to arise, to arise. A sense of I'll be here with you. No matter what does arise. Yeah. As I'm listening, particularly when you said closing your eyes and letting your belly soften, like really felt that sort of happening in me. My eyes closed, my belly softened. I felt a sense of quiet mystery. And there was a natural curiosity that came up around two things that you named that are here. And I'm curious if either of them feel a pull or a draw to explore from this space. And if not, that feels totally okay to me. One was around the meaning making because specifically you stated you don't really know. And so it seemed to fit that sense of being in a space of not knowing and that being okay. And then the other was about these kind of confrontation spaces. If being in this not knowing space somehow affected your sense of moving toward that. So I know I'm reflecting it, like tossing the ball back to you. Somehow it just happened naturally that I, I didn't have it come in toward me and, and things that I brought. I noticed a sense of excitement, sense of perking up in my nervous system. And as you mentioned, the meaning making some thoughts around that. And as I stayed with the in-the-moment experience, not getting lost in the content, I noticed that thoughts about meaning-making, and there was a couple thoughts that came through. And then I would say I snapped out of that and then back into we and back into now. And what is it like right now as you just are saying this to me? That was the implicit question in myself. What is this moment like? And I felt as you put your hands up at the end to say reflecting, I, I really felt the energy of you. Something authentic came up in you of those two content pieces that I brought forward. And it was reflecting that energy back to me. And I felt very warm and it felt generous. I felt my sense was what it felt like was 
you were giving something to me by you put your hands you know it, energetically it's like your hands went up palms outward and you're reflecting my own energy back to me but you're also containing it and it, i could feel it coming back to me and it felt generous it felt like you were giving me something by doing that and i felt grateful and there's yeah definitely a part of me that would be excited to engage in the content around say meaning making and i was interested in the connection you made between what i brought in and you made a connection there it's not super clear to me in this moment but you made a connection there that sparked some life in me so i'll stop there so as you were talking i was really enjoying your description of how it felt and it made sense to me that you would receive it as generous and warm and then i did a little mental gymnastics i don't know i i imagined myself reversing our positions mm. and how i might receive it had you offered the same to me and it was very clear my normal way of receiving someone asking me about myself is often somewhat surprised and even like a little defensive which mm -hmm. i understand where that comes from from my family of origin and how my parts can be self-critical. And so I can project that onto others that, that I am, I'm about to be criticized rather than just warmly invited into a space of curiosity. And I didn't feel any judgment for that. I felt that thing in me that might have come up in the reverse experience in this space felt welcome and felt like there was room here for imagining a different kind of response. And that felt really good. I hope that made sense what I just said. So I'll, and, and I love the idea of moving into some content of meaning making. I feel a lot of curiosity about the we space of, of how that might show up. Hmm. Yeah. One part of me wants to reflect back what I heard because I believe I understood what you were saying. And another part wants to respond to the meaning making uh, content invitation. Do you have a sense of what, what might feel better for you or something else? I'm fine to, I, I feel good to move into the meaning making since the other one, I don't know what you're going to bring up. It, I'm not sure um, if it feels like it would be helpful to your system. I'm happy to do that. So e either one feels fine. Good. Well, I will say there was a, a spark that came up when you said criticism and perceiving criticism 
and how your system was checking for that. Like, oh, is this, this you know, I, the, your system expects criticism, sort of from their past trauma experiences. And there's a sort of, like, is this space one in which I, if I reveal something or say something, am I, am, am I going to face some painful consequences for that, essentially criticism? And it really touched something inside me. It's like a, someone hit a piano key. And that piano key has a little bit of a discordant, it's not in tune, that piano key for me. Meaning I have some trauma still around criticism. And this where it shows up for me is in my relationships with various clients or in groups sometimes where I am so averse to being perceived as being critical. I have parts that really are, they want to say things, but they're afraid sometimes like, oh, how will that, I don't want this to land as I'm being critical while I have an authentic perception in any particular moment. So that dividing line. I notice my parts sometimes get into a, oh, I didn't mean that kind of thing. Like, oh, oh, you, you, and so as you name that, I notice that the reciprocal part of me that worries about saying anything that would land as critical on the other or getting into an unconscious conversation where maybe we're both, we're acting out some I think you've spoken to this before in general, where if someone will give you some type of criticism or something like that, you have a part that will jump in and be like, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, I need to, you know, that sort of dynamic. It's interesting as I name it that way. I have like drama pictures in my mind, like characters. I could see this is a, almost a trope of human relationship. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if I've given you a lot there, but we'll see what, what's coming up in you. I'm going to stop. I'm not sure I had a fully completed thought, but we're going to allow that. To, uh, we're going to allow the loosening of the rationality here to get a little bit more fluid state. I like it. Let's see. I'm, I'm reviewing what you said. Give me just a moment. It was interesting to hear you take that, that what I said brought you to a, a your own relationship with how you might monitor what you're saying in a therapeutic setting that you wouldn't want to criticize that you wouldn't want what you had to say come off as critical in part because you yourself can feel criticized. Am I, was that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that would right. Yeah. And, and that felt very true for me as well. Like that lives in me that I will speak very carefully. I think for me, it's more that I'm afraid that I'm going to be critical when I don't realize it, like that I'm going to secretly be critical because I'm not, because I have parts that are so on board with criticism as being somehow helpful. <laughs> and so I'm real careful 
that I wouldn't want to accidentally put that on someone. And as you spoke, I was curious, you didn't say this specifically, but because you named more broadly, I assume it's something that shows up here. I guess I'm, I'm curious, you're reflecting on what I said and what it brought up in you, but here in this space, do you find yourself not speaking for or about things with me that you're aware of for fear that I might take them critically, that that curiosity came up for me. Yeah. You're I had my eyes closed. I just opened them up and you're smiling. Well, because it, it just happened. And I was noticing it that it just happened a moment ago. And I then there was an internal debate about whether to share it. And then you said that. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. I don't, oh, you said, just before you started speaking, you said, let me take a moment to sort of like organize your thoughts or something like that. And there was this, an energy in me that came up. It was like an impulse. I could hear the voice in my head that was basically like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Just, just let it, let it come more naturally. That, that voice came up in my head and, and that voice didn't want the, the energy or the vibe. It, it didn't want it to be so structured. And so, yeah. and there's an immediate hedging, hedging with that. As a, as soon as I say that right now, there's another part coming in going. And I, but, but wait, I want to say that I really get there's a value for that structure and that slowing down. And there's other voice that's saying, then that it was an impulse. And then I imagined that this all happened very quickly. That impulse came in and there was this, decision, quick decision. Do I say, oh, do I let that come out? Do I let that? And there was a voice. I was like, no, because, and that was exactly the reason why no, that I'm saying no to you. I'm saying, no, 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 don't do that. And that part's like, that sounds like you're telling Jess what she did is wrong and bad. Jess is going to feel criticized, controlled, all that. And that's not what we want. So we're not going to and, and then how, if I were going to express that, there's a question of, well, how would I? And there's some, all the parts that are trying to negotiate around that to find a way to have an authentic expression of what's here while not committing what my parts feel is this cardinal sin of criticizing the other or making the other person feel criticized or shamed for what they did. And so there's a, there's a perfect example of that. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We will be back next Sunday with part two. Bye, y'all.